When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Welcome back to Jamie All Over. I was just in the middle of a Patreon note, updating all the Patreon subscribers, kind of just like letting them know what has been going on this week, what I've thought about moving forward with the podcast. And my phone died after I typed out a good amount. So my phone is now charging. I have a nail appointment in 45 minutes that I will probably have to make a little bit later than it is. Hopefully that'll be okay. Ivy and I stopped in yesterday to try to get my pedicure and to get her nail art done. And they were super busy. So we said, we'll come back today at one, but it is now 1217. And I just decided to hop on the mic because I was like, okay, my phone is dead. I can sit here and wait for it to turn on, but do I have to then retype everything out again? I don't know if it's completely lost. Why not just take that same time and say it instead of type it and then everyone can hear it. I have been taking this week to kind of think about the next steps for the podcast. It's summer. Ivy's out of school. She keeps asking me to hang out and do these things, and I want to do these things with her, but the podcast seems to have been taking up so much additional time lately. And I think that's because I was also anticipating how much more time I would have to spend on it to get it to where I want it to be at the moment. But this is all just self-constructed things that it doesn't need to be at any particular place just based on time or whatever. I'm just kind of making this all up and putting this pressure on myself that I can relieve also for myself. The pressure was at this point in the podcast and with the amount of downloads that I have, I should really be having this amount of sponsors. And I was kind of starting to feel bad about it and feeling like it was kind of useless, but also keeping in mind like, hey, you didn't really start this as a business. You started this as a hobby, but then as mentioned, and not to be redundant, because it starts taking up so much time, it's like, well, at some point you have to draw the line and be like, well, this is not making financial sense for the amount of time you're spending on it. But I don't know. I'm also aware that not everything needs to come down in dollars. It could come down to enjoyment or how I'm helping others. But again, that cannot be at the expense of not being there for my child. So it's just been this whole thing that I've been trying to wrap my mind around and how do I want to approach this? How do I want to move forward with it? Instead of actually sitting down and being like, okay, let's print out the pros, the cons. Let's actively think about it. I just said, I'm just going to go quiet. I am going to just see what comes up in this week. No pressure to put out a podcast. So I took that pressure off of myself. I took pressure off of myself for other things as well. I'll just give you some examples, very basic examples. Someone wanted to hop on a phone call with me to discuss an event. I just got a phone call out of nowhere and I was in the middle of something and I was like, 
sorry, I can't talk right now. I could talk at this time. Let's set it up in advance. Now, normally I would take the call. I would drop what I was doing and that would be out of fear for looking lazy or incompetent or not wanting someone's business or fear of me thinking that they would think that I wasn't up to a particular task because I wasn't there at their beck and call. Again, that's an example of me where I put myself in these situations and I almost pride myself on always being available and going the extra mile and extra step and having this work ethic that maybe other people don't have. But again, that's self-constructed. That's me putting that on myself. I said, sorry, no, I put up a boundary. I gave an alternative as to when I am available. And if that's not good enough for someone, I think that's okay. It's okay for me to experiment with doing this and just testing the waters. Boundaries are actually a good thing. They're a healthy thing. And if it's what I need to continue doing a multitude of different businesses long term, then maybe that's what I need to do. Maybe I can't spread myself so thin in every single aspect. Maybe giving 100% of myself, that's a wonderful thing, but maybe I only have 50% of myself to give to this particular thing. Then I give 50% and that's okay. So this is kind of like what I've been experimenting with this week. Now, of course, my biggest fear, I haven't heard back. I haven't heard, okay, no, this other time works well. So of course, that's getting into my head like, oh, no, see, this is why you always have to be there for people when they need you, or else they're going to think you're not worthy of their business. <laughs> but I'm sure it'll, it will work out. I'm sure it will. Either way, it's good that I am experimenting with this. Another thing that I did is I had a couple emails that I did not return immediately, and they were important emails. But the things that I was being asked in them, they were things I needed to think about. On one of the things, I didn't quite have the answer yet. So same thing I did. I just, no explanation, just took extra time than I normally would in returning a couple emails. We'll see where all those things end up turning out. And if I end up losing them, then I think I'm okay with that. I think I need to be doing these things and experiment and just seeing how I can insert my boundaries in the best way possible. So another thing that just popped up is that I received an email from Ivy's dad. So my ex-fiance, I received an email from his ex-girlfriend. So the girl that he was in a very long-term relationship with after we were together and the one that he also had a child with. Now, I'm going to let you guys in on this. Ivy does not listen to these podcasts. It's not like she has a phone where she's like putting on headphones and listening to podcasts. She doesn't even know how to access a podcast. Actually, I'm, I should probably give her more credit. I'm sure she does know how to, but she doesn't even have a podcast app on the phone that I gave her for her birthday. Bottom line is she does not listen to podcasts and she does not know the things obviously that I say. The only thing she is aware of is when she is on there with me. Long story short, she does not know a lot of the things obviously that I reveal on here. One of them being stuff that I said last week about the court and about, I'm just listening to make sure she's not listening. She's in the shower. Okay. She's still in the shower. She doesn't know that she has a half sister. So this is something that I also need to think about. How do I reveal it? When do I reveal it? I would like to actually consult with a therapist and figure out the best way to go about all of that. Anyway, I get an email from my ex's ex who left him, who I mentioned in last week's episode, how during the family court process, she took his side in that they were still together at the time. 
and completely defended him and saying, you know, he's not abusive, et cetera, et cetera. So I guess she listens to my podcast. So hi, thank you for listening. Didn't know that you were listening, but I'm glad that you did listen to that last episode if you're listening to this one too. And I hope it's okay that I reveal this, but she sent me an email today and the subject line was long overdue apology. I mentioned in the last week's episode, she has left him. But now that she's out of that cycle, she wanted to apologize forever sticking up for him. And it was a really sweet email. I wrote her back and it was just surprising and really nice. I wish this girl all the best. Obviously, you know, she had mentioned she's the only other person who knows what I've been through because she kind of went through a similar situation with the same person. So it's nice to kind of have an ally now in that just kind of came out of nowhere, wasn't expecting it. So just sharing that with you guys as an update as to last week's episode. In fact, last night I woke up in the middle of the night. I'm like, I need to pull last week's episode because so many of you are so kind and so sweet with your DMs, even emails that you're sending me about that. I'm sorry for all of you who actually relate to it because that means you've been through a lot too. And I'm so sorry. But on the flip side of that, it's like, I'm glad you know that I went through it and I'm stronger for it and I'm okay. That's what I'm hearing too is that, you know, you're realizing that you're not so alone in any of those things. And I'm so happy that the podcast can do that for you. I did wake up in the middle of the night last night and I'm like, I need to pull that episode. And I think I'm just going to leave it on Patreon. I need to pull it from every other podcast platform. Now, I haven't taken it down yet, but that was my thought. And then I got that email from her. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm glad I didn't pull it before she heard it because I'm really glad I got that apology. Not that I was looking for an apology, but just it's kind of vindicating a little bit. You know, when you're in a situation where, as mentioned last week, you know, you're alone and you're having to fight for people to believe what you're saying, to have someone apologize and who truly understands what you've been through. That's really meaningful. So I'm glad, you know, that was able to all transpire before I pulled the episode. The reason why I'm thinking I want to pull it is because another sentiment I'm sort of getting from it is that it's making people feel sorry for me. And that's the last thing that I want. I think more than anything, I just want to convey that even though a lot of these things that I've been through was hard, they were all meant to happen. I fully believe every single thing was meant to happen, and I'm glad that it did, as weird as that sounds, because it got me to where I am right now, and I am so happy right now. I know I was crying on the last episode. I was having a low point. I was kind of feeling very confused about things and future things, and that's part of life. That is normal. We all go through those things. We don't all announce it on a podcast, but I think that's important to let you know that even though I was feeling like that last week, it's okay to feel that way. You're also kind and so sweet and thoughtful. But the last thing I want anyone to do is feel bad for me. I want to assure everybody that it's okay to not be okay, like one of my older episodes. I think it was the first one that I ever did break down in. But also, life has ups and downs. One week, I could be feeling that way. And then this week, I took a break. I detached. I stayed off social media for the most part. I didn't put the pressure on myself to get anything done, really, business-wise. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling hopeful. That's what it is. Life is like a, a ride. It's like a wave up and down. It's not meant to be happy all the time. The one thing about me is I'm not scared of hard. I'm not scared of challenges. 
I've always found that in those times is when, and I mentioned this in the last episode, those times is is what brings you the most growth. You know, you're under this pressure. And if you if you visualize a diamond, a, a diamond can only form when it's under pressure. The coal is under pressure and it becomes a diamond. And if you kind of visualize that us as humans, we transform because of pressure. Comfort never did anyone any favors. Even though something might be hard in the moment, I also know from experience that that's when I'm going to get the most out of it in the future. Something good is coming. Something amazing will come from it. So it's okay. It's all okay. And we're all okay. But yes, you have me here. I am your resource. I am your ally. If you've been through any of that, please feel free to contact me. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm not saying No, don't reach out to me over an episode that may have resonated with you. To tie this sentiment up, I did read a review. It was a five-star review. Thank you for that. But again, I think my message might have been a little misunderstood last week because I don't regret anything. And the most amazing thing that I have in my life is Ivy. Yeah, being a single mom is hard. Yeah, being through the things that I've been through is hard. So many of us have gone through that. And we're okay. In no way was it a cautionary tale. And this reviewer was saying, girls, listen up. Don't do what she did because you'll end up as a single mom. And it's like, that's not really the message I was trying to convey whatsoever. Sometimes a lot of children are better off with single parent households. You never know the situation. So that's not what I'm saying at all. Sure, there's things about my story that could be cautionary, like red flags in a relationship or why we're even attracted to those types of relationships to begin with, what's missing within ourselves. There's a lot to learn there, 100%. But as far as my outcome, I would go through anything to have the outcome that I have right now. So to me, it was all there for a reason. And maybe also part of that reason is to help other people who might be in abusive situations. It's probably one of the hardest subjects to talk about. And it's probably one of the most isolating situations a person can be in. So I do hope that my experience helps others. Again, that's another reason why it was worth it. If I can help others and if I can be more empathetic to others because of something I've been through. Thank you for that review, but not quite the message I was putting out there. If that's your belief, okay. But just so you know, for me, I don't regret anything and I'm very happy with my situation, despite the crying (laughs) on last episode. Overall, as I said, and not to be repetitive, things can get hard. Things can bring you to that point where you're like, I don't know what to do. I'm so confused. I have no help with this or whatever. But no part of my message should have been taken as if I regret the situation that I'm currently in because I don't. In fact, I'm super, super grateful for all of it. Sorry if it's confusing. I know. I mean, I'm probably confusing myself by the way I'm saying it. And even with the idea of do I leave that podcast on all platforms or take it off just because it scares me to have that out in the world. It scares me that someone who I don't know will know that about me. And yet I also know that those are the ones that I need to keep up because those are the ones that can do the most help for others. Okay, I guess I'm back to being undecided on if I'm going to pull that episode or not. But in the middle of last night, I was so sure that I wanted to pull it. And then I got that email. So I don't know, talking things out. It's so funny. You know, I was talking to Sheena through text, but we were using like the voice notes back and forth. And it's so silly because it's like you could just have a phone conversation with the person, but we were doing voice notes back and forth instead. 
and we were talking about a situation within our friend group. Then all of a sudden, something popped up from Instagram about those who are neurodivergent, which would be me. I fall under the ADHD category. I assume it's her as well if she has OCD. I believe that falls into the neurodivergent category as well. So it pops up, okay, so neurodivergents need to actually verbally discuss problems that they're having and say it out loud to gain understanding of what they should do. So she and I were like going back and forth with these voice notes in real time, figuring out what we should do about a particular situation. And then that popped up and I'm like, oh my God, my phone is listening to us. But it made sense. And that's kind of like what I do on here sometimes. If I don't fully have things worked out in my head, I still speak of them to you and being like, this is what's going on in my mind. This is why I'm confused. This is how I'm feeling, which is one feeling may contradict the other. So it helps me to say it out loud. And I never realized that that's part of the way my brain works to help me come to conclusions or solutions to things I'm working out. So thank you for being my sounding board. And for any of you who also are neurodivergent, little tip helps you to say it out loud discuss it with others. When you don't have the answer, that's the whole point of it. It will help you arise to an answer. Moving on, this was not even meant to be a podcast today, by the way. I didn't know what I was doing moving forward over the summer. I'm like, I think I'm just going to put out episodes on Patreon for the summer because I have three already in the can ready to go and I could just put them out. That buys me three weeks where I can figure out what I want to do with this podcast. And that was the plan. But then I started getting messages from people saying like they can't afford it. They're in the middle of losing their house or they have this going on and that going on. And even though it only sounds like $5 and that's such a small amount to a lot of people, it's just an extra thing that someone just is not in the position right now to add to their plate. And I totally get that. But then there's other people who are like, hey, why don't you charge more for different tiers? Because I would love to contribute even more than that. So everyone is in all different financial situations. And I appreciate it. I understand it. I acknowledge it. For those who are in the situation where it doesn't make sense for them to sign up for my Patreon, I don't want to just leave those people hanging. And, you know, a lot of these people are like, hey, you're the reason why I figured out I have ADHD or my child has ADHD or you're the reason I'm doing this or that. Or, I started a podcast. I wrote a book. I'm getting all of these responses from people like so kind and thanking me for what I've given them. And it's kind of them being like, I can't get your Patreon right now, but I just want to let you know how much the podcast has meant to me up until now. And then I'm just like, wait, I can't just leave these people hanging and not put something out that's accessible to everyone. This was not meant to be a podcast episode, but it's kind of in place of what I was going to write on Patreon. So I'm going to put this out to everybody. On Patreon, what I have coming up are those three podcasts. Ivy and I did one right before her birthday before we went to Las Vegas. So that was like the plans that we were going to be doing for her birthday. And then we are doing a follow-up to that today, which will be put on the end of that podcast, our reviews of where we stayed, which was Paris Hotel, and where we ate, just an overall review of her birthday trip. And then as mentioned, I had a podcast that I put out in March. I don't even want to say which one at this point, but there was a lot of that that I had to leave out at the time. It can be posted now. So that will be as a bonus in the Patreon. Working on that this week, finishing up editing for that. I've been promising that for a while. And then I have one more episode with a guest that I will put on the Patreon. And then coming up Saturday night is going to be so fun. It's another emo night. It's in LA. And the three girls from Vanderpump are DJing again. 
Sheena, Ariana, and Katie. And if you listened to Shenanigans last week where Janet and I were also on it, Sheena had revealed that she re-recorded her single, Good as Gold, and she did it in an emo, no, I I wouldn't call it emo, screamo slash pop punk fashion. This other band called the 27s, I think their name is, recorded it for her. We went to their studio, super fun, and then we went and we did Shenanigans right after that. So we refreshed from her re-recording Good as Gold. She will be premiering it Saturday night at Emo Night when they DJ. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this or not, but I'm going to say it. So they're filming and she realized that, I think she said this too, right? Maybe she didn't, but she realized like, okay, well, they're filming. They can't use any licensed music from their DJ set. So she thought it would be a good time to re-record her actual song so that they can play it in the show. So that will be fun. That will be a nice treat for anyone who did get tickets to Emo Night. I'll see you there. Come say hi. I invited Danny to come with me. If you've heard one of the older episodes that he was on, my friend Danny. So I think he's coming, but also like we always break plans in an insane way. I think we've had plans now for probably six months and one of us breaks it every single time and we have not seen each other. So I don't know, maybe it's a 50-50 shot he'll be there with me. But if he is, you can come say hi to him as well. And everyone was asking about the Emo Night hoodies. Well, not actually. It was the original Emo Night hoodie that I altered to say every night is VPR night. Then they released it and it completely sold out. And people are like, where can we get these? And TJ's like, we're not making any more. And I'm like, TJ, you should make some more. (laughs) So I think they're thinking about doing it in a different way and re-releasing that, whether it's sweatpants or whether it's a different color for the hoodie. That, I believe, is upcoming. I will post where you can get that if that happens in my stories. And I'll talk about it again on here if it's a confirmed thing. And then next week, I'm leaving for the East Coast. My mom will be there already. I have a lot of family there. And she's actually going to a family party. I think it's one of my, it's my cousin, second cousin or something like that. It's kind of like a family reunion, but it's for their wedding anniversary. That's happening in New Hampshire. But I'm skipping that just because it would be way too long for me to be gone. And I have the dogs to deal with and stuff like that. So we're going right after that. And we are meeting up with my mom and aunt and uncle in New Jersey. I'm going to take Ivy into the city one day. We have plans to do a picnic in Central Park. She wants to go to an art museum. Not sure which one we'll do. I'm going to do a little research. I don't know if we want to go to MoMA, if we want to go to the Guggenheim. I don't even know what's at the Guggenheim or if I've ever been there. I believe it's on Fifth Avenue. So I need to do a little research as to what would be the best art museum for Ivy's interests. She's been taking these fine art classes and she's doing so well. She's an amazing artist. On her first day when she arrived, the teacher was like, okay, well, there's levels one through five. Let's see where she is. So her first day, she was assigned at a level three. And then her second day, they bumped her up to level four. And then her fourth day, she made level five, which was the top. And now that advances her because those were charcoals. So now she has advanced very quickly to go into the watercolors course. And we had to buy all the is it equipment supplies we had to buy all the art supplies I did something really dumb so the teacher was like oh you could just buy them here or I could give you the list and you can you know source them wherever but it has to be these exact brands 
And I'm standing there and I'm thinking like, I don't want to like go and try to find all of these exact brands. What if I can't or what if I don't get it in time or knowing my ADHD, I'll probably put it off and then forget and then she'll start the class next week and not have any of her supplies. So if I can buy it here, I'm just going to buy it here. And you know what? I can put this under the ADHD tax because I know that if I didn't do this, it probably wouldn't have gotten done. So that's kind of why I did it. But I overpaid for it because for watercolors, an art pad and two paintbrushes. I wish this was interactive. I wish you can guess how much I paid for that. A watercolor set, two paintbrushes and like a paper pad. Four things. How much do you think it came to? Louder. I can't hear you. <laughs> OK, it was $150. I'm like, what did I just buy? So anyway, next time when that happens, I will force myself to be like, okay, well, let me check prices elsewhere. I don't know. Maybe these brands are that expensive. I don't know. I don't know. I think anyone else may have been like, okay, give me the list. Let me price compare. I don't know. Or maybe people in OC don't do stuff like that and they don't compare. Afterwards, I felt a little dumb. I'm like, I really should have checked on Amazon at least to see if I was being hosed here. I just want her to be happy. She's doing really well in these classes. She loves it. So it makes me happy. And to me, that's priceless. So we're going to figure out an art museum to go to. And perhaps we'll go to a Broadway show. Again, more research I need to do before we leave. Figure out which one I think she would like the best. See what tickets are available. All of that. And then she did want to do a picnic in Central Park. She has this obsession and love for picnics, which I don't blame her. In theory, picnics sound awesome. But if I'm going to be in New York, the restaurants are so good. So I don't know. Maybe we could do both. Maybe we could do a picnic lunch, go to the museum, and then get dinner at one of my favorite places. We'll see. So anyway, that is one of the days that we'll be there. I think we're only going to spend one day in the city. And then the rest of the time, we are going to Pennsylvania, It is this very tiny town that I used to go to every summer as a child. I have a lot of family up there as well. It's on the New York state border. My aunt has a house on the lake. My cousins, basically my whole family is in homes surrounding this lake. What I did as a kid is that my grandmother and grandfather had a house up on this mountain. It was on 50 acres. (laughs) It was probably one of the worst real estate decisions ever made because when my grandma's family was deciding where they wanted to purchase in this town. This was basically like their summer getaway. They lived in New York City. They were in the West Village, but they wanted a summer getaway. So they chose this town. I don't know how they found it or heard of it. And so they had the choice of a house that was on the lake or this property that they ended up choosing, which was 50 acres on the top of a mountain. And there was a dirt road to get to it because it was so isolated and it was surrounded by forest. There was no electricity. There was no paved road. There was no plumbing. I don't know what they were thinking, but they chose this. Not only that, they had this idea instead of just like building it from scratch. I don't know the backstory of this, so I need to get it. And maybe I'll ask my aunt if she knows when we're up there next week. My grandma's parents, I guess they purchased what I think was an Elks Lodge in Manhattan. I guess they were knocking it down or something. I don't know. I don't know the backstory. They took it apart. They put all of the pieces on a train and brought it up to this Pennsylvania town and rebuilt the Elks Lodge, I guess. So that's the house we would always stay in every summer. It was like, how many bedrooms? Six bedrooms, but one of them was just used as storage. A huge living room kitchen, but there was no electricity. We had gas lights, which were really cool, I have to tell you. Like, I know how to turn on gas lights. You get a match and you put it under this, it looks like a bulb, but it's almost like cloth. 
and you put it under that and then you pull this little lever and then it lights up and you'd have to go around to each light in the room and light it that way. It was on the wall. I can't remember how their fridge ran. Is it, do they have gas fridges? I know we had a generator, but we didn't always use a generator. We had an outhouse. There was no running water. We had a well. You have to put water in the well in order to get the water to come out. And there's a word for it. And like prime, priming the well, priming, I think, is that it? I don't know. Anyway, it was freezing cold well water. So I was not bathing in that, okay? Even though my grandfather would take showers outside using that water. So there was a shed, but next to the shed, he had this whole setup with a mirror and a basin and he would shave using the well water outside. It was so primitive. And I'm like, I'm thinking back on this. I'm like, oh my God, I lived my summers as an Amish kid. No TV, no phones. If we wanted to make toast, we had a gas stove. So there was this contraption that would go over the gas burner and it kind of looked like this wire cage and you would place the bread. You could fit four pieces around it and then you would flip it over when one side was toasted and it would get toasted from the gas. Weird. What else did we do that was odd? We did have a barbecue grill outside, which used the propane tanks. So that's how we, we would make most dinners. <laughs> what else? It was filled with blueberries, blueberry bushes all over. So we would always make like blueberry pancakes. I had blueberry in my cereal. I would go blueberry picking with my grandfather. He would take milk cartons, the gallon cartons that had the handle, and he would cut the top of it off. And then he would tie a string around the handle and then around like my neck. So it would hang. And then so I had two hands that were free. And I would fill up gallons of blueberries. It was really fun. And recently I took Ivy Blueberry Picking in Temecula. They have a farm that you could do it there called Temecula Berry Company. And I was like, all right, you got to get your practice in because we're going to go blueberry picking. And she had such a fun time. She loved doing it, even though she doesn't like blueberries. Okay, so how would I get clean? Well, my aunt, who still has the house on the lake, had all the amenities. So if I did want to take a shower or wash my hair, that's where I would go. Just we would go down and take showers at her house. But I absolutely used an outhouse. Ivy has no idea what an outhouse even is. <laughs> Cannot wait to explain this to her. We had this front porch with rocking chairs on it. The home was surrounded by trees. I would ride the tractor for fun. <laughs> there were deer all the time because we had all of these apple trees. So the deer would come eat the apples off the front lawn. There were bears. My grandma always seemed to have run-ins with bears. And then one time my uncle was out walking. No, he was walking by himself. I was going to say he was walking the dog, but he didn't have the dog with him because I guess bears are scared of dogs. So he was walking by himself in the backwoods. And then all of a sudden we hear him yelling like, help, help, bring the dogs. He had climbed up the tree and there was a bear trying to attack him and he was up on the tree. So then when his friend brought the dog, the bear was scared away. But it's so different up there. I don't know. It's really a treat. One time we were sitting at my aunt's house by the lake on her front porch. The people that live up there, they're like farmers and like, I don't want to say hicks, but they're country people. Okay. This one guy, he was driving a pickup truck, speeding down this street, and he ends up flipping his truck into the ditch. And he calls up his friends. His friends come by. They lift the truck back up onto the tires. Like, it's no big deal. Like, it happens every day. And he gets up and he drives away. They're just like, oh, my God. He, the car was just flipped into a ditch. And they act like this is normal. So we're going to do that next week. Go to Pennsylvania. And maybe I will do a podcast from there because I do have questions now about this Elks Lodge coming from New York City on a train. And I don't know. Maybe we'll get my aunt on the podcast next week. 
I'm still thinking about everything, so more updates to follow. I have some ideas, but I did say I didn't want to leave people hanging who can't join the Patreon. So this is me saying I'm figuring it out. There will be changes coming. I'll talk to you next week. Love you. Bye. I am captivated, I